the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, October the 7th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on October 7th, 2001, the war in Afghanistan started. The United States and Britain launched air attacks against the military targets in Afghanistan. Osama bin Laden's training camps, they were wiped out pretty much. All of this, of course, in the wake of September 11 attacks here in America. Today in 1765, the Stamp Act Congress, they convened in New York to draw up colonial grievances against England. That process would lead, of course, to the Declaration of Independence. Have you ever read the Declaration of Independence? If you haven't, you should do that. It's available. You can get it online. You can Google it and find it. Uh, Some people have some little copies of it. In fact, I think we sent out some copies that we got from the Heritage Foundation a few years ago to all of the people that support the, uh, this ministry and this program. But um, you should get a hold of a copy of that. Just if you haven't read the Declaration of Independence, very interesting. And uh, particularly in light of the fact that it was today in 1765 that they began to voice their grievances in a very uh, focused way. And of course, as I said, that led to the... Declaration of Independence and the Revolutionary War. Today in 1949, the Republic of East Germany was formed. Today in 1985, Palestinian gunmen hijacked the Italian cruise ship Achille Loro, and it was in the Mediterranean. The hijacker shot and killed a guy. His name was Leon Klinghoffer. He was Jewish, a Jewish-American. He was a tourist on the boat. He was in a wheelchair. They shot him, and then they pushed him overboard, into the ocean, into the Mediterranean Sea. Took them two days before they could corral these guys, and they got them surrendered on October 9th. It was a horrible, horrible thing. And there were video, there was video of them pushing this man overboard off this ship. Today, 1991, University of Oklahoma law professor Anita Hill, she publicly accused Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas of making sexually inappropriate comments when she worked for him. Thomas denied it, said he didn't do it. I believe him. I did then, and I certainly do now. Today, in 1992, trade representatives of the United States, Canada, and Mexico, they initialed the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA, in a ceremony in San Antonio, Texas. The president of... George H.W. Bush was there, Canadian Prime Minister Brian Mulroney, and um, the uh, Mexican President Carlos Salinas, he was there as well. Today in 1996, Fox News Channel made its debut. I remember this day. I, I had heard about it. I wanted to see what it was, and I checked on it. thought it was a pretty good idea. There wasn't anything like that. I guess others have felt that it was a pretty good idea as well. They've been enormously successful. But today, Fox News Channel, 1996. 
Today in 2003, California voters recalled Governor Gray Davis and they elected Arnold Schwarzenegger, their new governor. I personally think Arnold Schwarzenegger is a disaster. I don't care what political party he belongs to. Anybody that would father a child with their housekeeper, we won't even go there. Merck is a pharmaceutical company. We've heard their name recently. They sell uh, pills and pharmaceuticals. But the COVID-19 treatment, this uh, Molny Premavir, I think that's what they call it, uh, it's a new medicine that's being hailed uh, by Intercept and others, uh, even today, in a news uh, news piece, as a huge advancement in the treatment of COVID-19. It costs $17.74 to produce uh, this particular pill. And um, that's according to a report issued last week by drug pricing experts at Harvard School of, of Public Health and King's College Hospital in London. Merck is charging the United States government who funded the research on this, meaning us, we the people, they're, they're charging the, our government $712 for an amount that costs them $17.74 to produce. 40 times the price. And if you read on in the article, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but if you read on in the article, you learn that they're offering it to other countries for like 30 and 40 bucks. Why are they always trying to take advantage of America? People who are profiting from America, it doesn't matter whether it's a professional athlete or whoever it is. There's so much corruption out there today. I mean, it just it kind of numbs you sometimes, doesn't it? At least maybe I'm the only one. I don't know, but I, I get so tired of seeing these people or they're always taking advantage of the government and these guys are, you know, pharma companies, but I see the politician, the elected, the so-called public servants. They take such advantage. I mean, no one more so than the Biden family. I noticed um, the other day that Hunter had his first private showing with violin music playing of his finger painting. $500,000 per painting. That's what they will be selling for. And some of the people, some of them were very shady characters, as I understand, were coming to this private showing of his paintings. He says he's humbled by the way the public has received his artwork. <laughs> what, what can I say? Uh, yeah, of course he's humbled. His artwork is just, I mean, it's finger painting on a piece of canvas. They're trying to buy access to his father, and he knows it. It's interesting, while they were having this high-end, highly, you know, staged and, and secured uh, showing of his paintings at Los Angeles, they have one in New York here in a couple, in a week or so from now. But there were, there were these uh, security people from the White House all over the place because he's the president's son. I don't know what it cost the government for Hunter to be humbled and show his finger painting to people who want to pay a half a million dollars for one of his finger paintings. I don't, I don't know, but 
I don't know. It just there's times when you just you take a deep breath and you take a step back and you say, man, is there anything these guys won't do? And the answer is sort of evident to all of us. We kind of know there isn't anything they won't do if they think they can get away with it. Interestingly enough, if you sort of have those feelings from time to time, as I do, you're not alone. Gallup put out a new survey this morning. 55% have trust in the judgment of the American people. That's a new low. We don't even hardly trust ourselves, one another anymore. Only 55% of America has confidence in their neighbor, the people they know, other people. And 44% have confidence in politicians. Gallup says that's a historical low in their, and they've been doing this, they said, for 20 years, and that's the lowest they've seen that question, the question they ask. That's the lowest response, the most negative response they've seen in doing this for 20 years, more than 20 years, they say. Americans lack confidence in government. Uh, They put this out just a couple hours ago, Gallup. Americans lack confidence in government, maybe related in part to a waning trust in the elected decision makers who are ultimately responsible for how government functions along with the voters who put them in office. So we don't trust the people in office, and we don't even trust each other for voting them in. Boy, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but that is really quite a situation. I I don't know. Less than half of U.S. adults, they say, 44% say they have a great deal or a fair amount of confidence in people. They say that's the lowest since 2016, and it was it was almost that low, but not quite in 2016. But they say when the when after the Trump election, there was a spike, and it sort of feathered out to 2020, and then it dropped again in 2021. You can fill in the blanks on that one. I think a lot of people are losing confidence. I see a lot of Democrats who elected. This president, I see them losing confidence. There's a lot of reasons in our world today. There are always uncertainties. That's why the Bible speaks often of confidence. In Hebrews, we're told to not cast away our confidence. Don't don't throw it out. Have confidence. Just place your confidence in the right source. And the source, of course, is the Lord God Almighty, the Lord himself. For we have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God is working in our lives, and we've got to stay focused on the fact that God's word is never wrong and it never changes. It will never pass away. God is in control, and his word is eternal. And he is doing a work in us. Of all things, God loves us. And he's doing a work in us. And he will perfect us over this period of time that he does this work in us. Have confidence in that. Don't place your confidence in the culture, in politics, in whatever. Or people, leaders, regardless of what they may promise. And I don't mean to sound cynical because I'm not. 
and I asked the Lord to help me not to be. But there's a lot of things that could bring a little cynicism to us today if we're informed, and those who are not informed, I think, are in worse shape because they're open to being misled. But way back in the Old Testament, Habakkuk, the prophet, wrote, The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places. That is what the Lord brings to our lives. But we must be informed, or we will be taken advantage of. We will be led into bondage if we are not informed in what's happening in our lives, and particularly as it relates to what God is doing in our individual lives, and I believe in our country as well. Senate Democrats announced this morning at Schumer a little while ago that uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Republican, they've offered to raise the debt ceiling into December to kick the can down the road on this budget thing. The tentative deal pushes the debt ceiling, the fight over it, to December. I don't know what they think they'll know in December. They don't know now. It's just politics. I, I see it kind of as the Republicans caving in, but they feel it's the best political move, I'm sure. Mitch McConnell probably does. But Democrats are continuing to push for their $3.5 trillion Build Back Better Act. But they said a little while ago, just within the hour, they're going to accept the offer, the compromise. Some of the conservative news sources are calling, already calling Mitch McConnell caved in I mean, they're saying that in their headlines, so you'll see that out there today. I don't know if this is a cave-in or if it's just politics as usual, but it's kind of sad what we're seeing today in our world. We see things changing. Everything is changing. Como News in Seattle read, read an article this morning. It says, in no time at all, Climate Pledge Arena, that's the the new hockey team's arena there. That's at the old arena. It's downtown. The... <laughs> Some of you who are, who are not over 40 probably don't even remember there was once upon a time a basketball team in Seattle and uh, called the Supersonics. But anyway, this arena, their Climate Pledge Arena, it's called, uh, they're going to welcome concert goers with electronic uh, surveillance, really. Before would-be guests, Como says this morning, before would-be guests can get inside, they will have to show proof of vaccination, and there's only one way to go about doing it. According to Como News, partnering with Clear Climate Pledge Arena will that's a that's a app a program. And I think the the baseball and football stadiums I think they're using that as well, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, um, attending the event, uh, you'll have to download the company's Health Pass to your phone. From there, users will select Climate Pledge Arena from a list of venues. Then they'll take a photo of their ID and vaccination card. Finally, a selfie will complete the process, giving a QR code that will be scanned once at the ticketing gate. So all this stuff has to happen before you can even get in to watch the hockey team, if you want to watch. It's, ama- it's amazing. This guy, this assistant general manager, Don Graham, he said he did a walkthrough just like he was a customer. He said it works great. He said, man, we're excited about this, and we'll know who's in the building, and we'll know a lot about them, and blah, blah, blah. Well, they will. 
But it should concern us, not that this alone, any of these moves on the part of just business and government and private business and so on, none of it really, I mean, it's it's not earth-shaking, but it's that gradual process of leading us. How long will it be before these sports arenas say, you know, Man, we got to take a you got to take a photo of your ID or you got to take a photo of your vaccination card, then you have to take a selfie. Why don't we just make this simpler? We got a little chip that's a Seahawk chip and we'll just slip it in your hand and you, you're good to go. Nobody can steal it from you. You don't have to forget about it. You don't have to put it on your phone and take a picture of yourself and everything. We we'll just walk through and just scan. I mean, it's all a conditioning. You say, "Well, is that the mark of the beast?" No, it's not. But it's all conditioning toward what the Bible says will happen in the end times. It's very, very interesting, and we should be very aware of what's going on in our world today. Bloomberg Financial said yesterday that Democrats and Republicans have got to decide in the next day or two how far to take their deadlock over this U.S. debt limit. As I said, they kind of decided just about an hour or so ago to kick it down the road to December That gives them 30 more days, I suppose. But they're pushing, according to Bloomberg and other financial uh, companies and organizations, they're pushing the country perilously close to a catastrophic default. Some politicians are floating the idea of minting, I'm not kidding, minting a $1 trillion coin to flood the market with cash as a way to address this issue. They say that due to a quirky 20-year-old law, they can do it as long as the coin is made of pure platinum. I'm honest. They're saying this. They can bypass Congress and then Congress's need to raise the debt ceiling. And they say, the Democrats, there are no Republicans that are suggesting this, but Democrats are, some of them. This will drive the Republicans crazy. Their words. Some politicians think they found kind of a silver bullet in this quirky law from about 20 years ago. It will create a way around this impasse over the debt limit. But they will have to, our minting, our government minting, will have to print an actual platinum coin minted for $1 trillion dollars. A $1 trillion coin. There are people that are saying in Congress, mint the coin and flood the Treasury with uh, the Treasury with cash and drive the Republicans crazy. Bloomberg strategists note that the Wall Street strategists are warning there's growing danger for financial markets if these guys don't act. They said the clock ticks closer and closer to October 18. Now it's been put off to December probably 18th. I don't know if it's 30 days or whatever, but it's December. But how is minting a coin possible when the Treasury Secretary can't even print money to pay our public debts? Well, it's because of this law. It was more than 20 years ago. seems to allow the administration to mint coins of any denomination without congressional approval as long as they're made out of platinum. Specifically, I looked this up. In fact, I wrote an article on this today, Faith and Freedom, Dot us that's our website you can check it out there's a uh, i wrote a story about this specifically today and um there's i've i've got links in the stories we always do we source what we're what we're saying and there's a, a a link to this law 
and you can look at look at it for yourself. But anyway, specifically, the law says the Treasury Secretary, quote, I'm quoting, may mint and issue platinum bullion coins and proof platinum coins in accordance with such specifications, designs, varieties, quantities, denominations, and inscriptions as the Secretary, in the Secretary's discretion, may subscribe from time to time. The law was intended to accommodate coin collectors. I mean, that's why the law, I mean, that's why they passed it, they say, back about 20 years ago. But it represents an accounting gimmick. But they quote, one of the stories quotes this Willamette University law professor, this Rowan Gray. He wrote an article for the Kentucky Law Journal about this coin and the possibility of doing this to circumvent Congress and that nobody's responsible, really. He says that the this law professor from Willamette University in Oregon, he said the, the idea of fighting an accounting problem with an accounting solution is entirely coherent. He said the debt ceiling itself can be viewed as one big poorly designed accounting gimmick. President Obama showed interest in this idea of printing this coin, but he didn't use it. An editorial in the Washington Post seems to be advocating the idea, sort of, but they're trying to appear that it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. I read the article, and it's they're kind of back and forth on it, but they're kind of saying, maybe you guys should think about this seriously. They note that the majority of Democrats in Congress oppose the idea, but Representatives Gerald Nadler and Rashid Tlaib from Michigan, they have advocated and are advocating to do this. Yellen, the secretary, told CNBC she thought it was a bad idea, didn't want to get involved in it, Some legal scholars claim the idea of a debt ceiling conflicts with the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. In other words, it's simply unconstitutional for the United States to default on its debt. However, it's also unconstitutional for the president to defy a law passed by Congress. If things continue as they are into next month and nothing more is done, it's going to put eventually the president of the United States in a position where he is going to have to make one of two choices, both unconstitutional. So apparently they're looking for the least unconstitutional choice. This entire discussion is being, now at least, is being defined by some in the financial world as a Ponzi scheme. I want to spend a few minutes today and take a prophetic look at what all this means. I'm not a financial expert, but... I've studied and taught and preached the Bible my entire adult life. Bernie Madoff, remember him? He systematically cheated investors out of more than $65 billion by using new investors' money to pay big profits to the early investors. Everything went smooth for Bernie. He was producing 12 to 20% returns on people's investments. They thought he was king of the hill. I mean, they loved it. It worked, provided new investors and new money continued to flow in. But when he couldn't get enough new investors to pay these high rates to the old investors, he wasn't investing the money as he said he was. He was simply floating it. And that's called a Ponzi scheme. We all know the tragic end of Bernie Madow. He was sentenced to 150 years in prison. He lived out his life eating pizza and sleeping on the lower bunk in his jail cell. 
he would die in prison not so long ago. But more than 80 years before Bernie Madoff, Charles Ponzi, yeah, Charles Ponzi, he held the record as the world's greatest swindler in American history. These schemes are known as the Ponzi scheme. We have a name for that. In 1935, during the presidency of FDR, Social Security was conceived and passed into law as a blessing that would rid our nation of all the evils associated with old age. That's a quote from the conversation back in the day. And no, I didn't hear that with my own ears back then. Some of you old guys did, but I didn't. But that was the conversation. Now, I'm not opposed to Social Security, for goodness sakes. There are people that live on it. That's all they have. I'm just using this as an example, pointing out the deadly progression of government intrusion. Today, Social Security and its related commitments are operating exactly like Bernie Madoff and Charles Ponzi and soon to become insolvent. We all know that. The next generation is paying for this generation's Social Security, and it's only a matter of time until the bill becomes past due. It already is. In the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, we find that this what's happening here in America is not new. Rome wasn't built in a day, they say, in the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, nor was its money destroyed overnight. <clears throat> in 64 AD, in Nero's reign, the Arius was reduced by 10% of its weight. Thereafter, reading from the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, thereafter, whenever Romans needed more money to finance their wars, their public improvements, their social welfare welfare services and circuses, and their trade deficits. They reduced the metal content of the coins. They, in fact, there was a name for it. It was called coin clipping. By the time their last emperor was deposed in 476, the silver denarius contained only 0.02% silver. Do we even know today what a trillion dollars is? It's a million million. It's a thousand billion. I mean, these are terms that we've never used. James, the half-brother of Jesus, he wrote in James chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, words that I believe define our times. He was not condemning the wealthy because there are many wealthy people in the Bible that are mentioned. The Bible makes it clear that it's not wrong to have wealth. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it, Proverbs 10.22. But the Bible contains many notable examples of godly, wealthy people like Job and Abraham and David and Solomon and Nicodemus and Mary and Martha and Lazarus and Joseph of Arimathea and Barnabas and Philemon. I mean, they're there. They're godly people. But I'm saying that James says in the days in which we live, in the end times, we must beware. There is a responsibility that comes with these times. And James writes, Come now, you rich, weep and howl in your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted. Your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. And he concludes by saying, You have lived on the earth in pleasure and luxury. You have fattened your hearts as a day of slaughter. You have condemned. You have murdered the just. He does not resist you. This is direct. James is telling you that with wealth comes responsibility. And that could be said of America. 
And it could be said of each of us who may have wealth. I don't, but many do. I believe God is calling us to a new responsibility. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.